welcome back to our High Five, where we're gonna highlight five awesome things that are happening in the life of our church. So let's jump into it. Up at number five, we're celebrating Deborah and how God is moving in her life. Last Sunday, she was baptized at our Manchester outpost and it was a beautiful celebration of her faith in Jesus. Way to go, Deborah. This high five goes out to you today. In at number four, our outpost held Get Connected this past weekend, where people gathered to share lunch together and talk about the many ways to take next steps here at One Church. It was a blast and many are on their way to serving the Lord with us here. High five to everyone who went. If you're interested in learning more about these next steps, visit church.one slash events for more information and to see when your outpost is getting connected next. Here at number three, our Manchester outpost recently hosted a Night to Cherish, a magical prom night experience for people with disabilities. These ones danced the night away with friends and family. High five to special moments centered in God's love. If you or a family member are interested in our open roof group, check out church.one slash groups to find out more. In at number two, this past week, One Church had a couple of ways of sharing God's love with moms of unexpected pregnancies. Our very own Embrace Grace group from our Bedford Outpost partnered with the Nest Cafe to host a baby shower for new moms joining the group. And in Brandon, we partnered with the Women's Center there in their initiative in supporting local moms too. High five to sharing God's love with these new families. And finally, up at number one, Cindy attended our Manchester outpost on Sunday and found herself ready to respond to what God was calling her to do. Having given her life to Jesus, Cindy followed him in baptism. High five, Cindy. We're all celebrating with you today. Thanks for joining us for our high five and I can't wait to celebrate with you in the next one. You know, God's doing a lot in the life of One Church across all of our outposts. And I think we can see it here in Franklin as well. The Choose Franklin community days that we did, we, we got to share about the church and share about the love of God to over 150 people that stopped by our tent. Like that's big news, that's, that's good news being shared with people there and just so much to celebrate that. And then even this, uh, this morning at our Concord service for first service, one of the, the students in the youth group down there just decided to be baptized as well today, this very day. And so we're just excited about that. God is moving in a lot of great ways indeed. So one thing that, that I get to do uh, a lot with, with working in the church and then also with talking as much as I do and maybe too much to some people's uh, views as well is I get to think about the phrases that we kind of throw out throughout our day uh, that we might not really think of anymore. We might not think too much about it. And so one of the phrases that I think can be hurtful at times, one of the phrases that can really just like dig into people is just the simple phrase of, I don't care. I don't care. And there might be some things in life that you think truly you do not care about. Let's say you just moved into a new home or into an apartment and your spouse or your roommate's like, where do you want the coffee table? And you just throw out, I, I don't care, I don't, wherever you want to put it. Maybe you have friends that are picking a place to go to dinner and they're like, where do you want to eat? And you say, I don't really care. Someone's talking about maybe a sporting event with you. I heard rumors that there was a big game last night and, and this region's pretty happy right now. And people are talking about that game and you just throw out like, oh, sports isn't really my thing. I don't really care. People are telling you about a book they're reading. Oh, I don't really care about that topic. And with these examples and then with many more, see these interactions, what we're doing is we're still dealing with people 
And when it comes to people, we should care. We are called to care. We get to care as well. We're going through this sermon series, City on a Hill, where we're looking at the core practices of one church. And today, we are talking about outreach. And what is outreach? Let's define it real quick. Outreach, ready for this, is reaching out. Isn't that great when you can just define it by just flipping some words around? Outreach is, is reaching out. It's caring about people. It's sharing the love of God with people in a very tangible way. But truth be told, caring can be very difficult at times. Caring can be hard because we're faced with all these different woes in our world that we, that we see on the news or we see on Facebook or wherever it might be, but also we can just open up our front door and see there's a lot of stuff going on in the world around us. We can walk down Central Street and see that there are needs that, that need to be met and we care, and it's hard to care because what we can do as individuals is our reach only goes so far. We can only do so much, maybe with the resources that we have, maybe it's with our time, maybe it's with our finances, maybe it's a bunch of different resources that we can feel pretty limited as just individuals. But as we connect to God and to people and to the mission of God, what happens is there is so much more that is available we are able to reach out in greater ways that are just beyond ourselves and instead exist within the spirit of God. That's the, the core behind pray for one. This communal prayer that we ask everyone that's connected to one church to pray every day. We pray, God, please give me one person to share your love with. God, please give me one person to share your love with. And what's gonna happen is as we pray that prayer, first we're gonna connect to God because we want to share his love. We want more of the characteristics of God being our personal characteristics of well. We want to pursue godliness. We want to be more like God on a daily basis because God is reaching out. He's reaching out through us. So as we are connecting to him, he is going to reach out through us and he's going to reach out to people. As we pray for one, we connect to God and then we connect to people. And we're connecting to people because we're adopting more of those characteristics of God, and then we realize we have this really good news to share. We can sometimes fall victim to the fact of like, oh, I don't want to burden people with this whole faith thing. I don't want to burden people with telling them about what I believe. But really, we got nothing but good news to share. We have the best news of all to share. We should be overflowing with the excitement to share the good news of God and to share it freely with others. And then as we're sharing it with more and more people, what we're doing is we're connecting then to the mission of God, getting more people connected to his love because he's reaching out through us to fulfill the needs that we see. He's reaching out through us to care for one another because we become vessels of God's love. We become extension of God's love to the world around us. Now, a funny thing that's gonna happen is soon people are gonna start to ask, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you giving away Chick-fil-A sandwiches at the class day parade? Why are you doing tie-dye? Why are you giving away this thing? Why are you giving up your time? Why are you giving up your finances? Why are you giving up your resources? Why would you do that? Because you see, the world, I don't, they'd like to let us in on this, the world should be about getting what you can get during your time here. The world should be about you. You should be about putting yourself first. Why are you putting other people first? 
doesn't make any sense. So the why for that is we are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Would you say that with me? You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. In light, there is no space for darkness. In light, there is nothing but good news to share. In light, there is nothing but tangible ways to care for people, to share God's love through this gift of outreach. In darkness, there is despair, there is hopelessness, there is pain, there is suffering. But in light, there is no darkness. We are the light of the world. And the goal should be that we cannot be hidden. The goal should be that we should be able to proclaim this from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, the good news of Jesus and sharing in this very tangible way, caring for others the way that God has cared for us. Because who is outreach for? Outreach is for anyone that identifies themselves as a child of God. And it's not a burden. We get to do this. We get to be used by God to go out and do his will in the world around us. In fact, we're not even plan B, we're plan A. God, when, when, when God uh, ascended into heaven, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he said he was leaving us an advocate and that is what we have. We have the power of the Holy Spirit with us to go out and do this. He left the church to do his will and we're not doing it alone. We have that spirit and not only do we have the spirit, we have each other as well. He left the church to go out and do the will that he has set before us. And that's what outreach is. Outreach is God reaching out through us. And something that we take very seriously here at One Church, that's outreach. You know, Theus mentioned it up here earlier and we mention it every week, that's because of your giving that we're able to have outreach events, that we're able to have local partners, local outreach partners and also regional partners and global partners as well. What we do as a church is we tithe the tithe so everything that comes in through all of our outposts, through our online outposts as well, we take 10% of that, 10% of the giving, and we set it aside strictly for outreach, for events, to care for people, to show them the love of God. And it's something that we're thankful for to be able to do. And when you pool all of the offering together and take 10% of that, there's a lot of good that can be done there. And we might think, all right, how is doing a trampoline event in Concord helping out? How is doing tie-dye? How is handing out Chick-fil-A sandwiches? But God's moving in all this. There's a woman that came up to me during the Easter egg hunt uh, here at the community center in Franklin. And it's because you're giving that we got to be there. We got to, to hand out a bunch of Easter eggs. I know most of you helped out with, with filling, what was it, 1,201 or something like that. <laughs> a weird number that we picked. I picked, I all went up to that. <laughs> we got to hand out those Easter eggs. We got to do uh, raffle prizes. We brought the bouncy houses. And since it was raining, it really elevated the event for the kids here in Franklin. It was a really fun time. And during that event, a woman came up to me. She said, are you part of the church? I said, yes. And she started laying out everything that she's going through in life. 
a life's just been really hard for her. A life was really hard for her and then also for her sister, who may have even been worse off. So I asked if I could pray with her, and then I did. But in addition to that, one of our volunteers here knew of a few of the, the resources here in town that this woman could connect to, that could help out in this tangible way. It's a great example of that together, we're able to connect to people and care for people in such a greater way. Where can outreach happen? It's wherever we live, where we work, where we play. When does it happen? It's all the time, but it's important to have a plan. Something that we do at this outpost is we have a, a team of individuals that kind of have our, our fingers to the pulse of what's going on in the community. So we know what's happening, so we're seeking it out. And I think word's really starting to spread that we're a church that likes to give back. People are starting to reach out to us, whether it's the parks department, whether or not it's just different businesses, different organizations that are doing an event, they reach out and say, can you help out with this? Can you participate in any sort of way? And if we're to be known for something in the city of Franklin, I am glad that it's known for outreach. I'm glad that it's known that we, want to, that we care and that we wanna give back and we wanna invest in this community and affect people in these tangible ways. How does outreach happen? Through Pray for One, because we start to live with our eyes up, caring about other people rather than just ourselves, but also just asking, how can I help? What can I do to help out? Or even making connections. We know so many more people as a collective whole than just I know, or just one of us might know. And why do we do this? Why do we stand out in the hot sun and hand away stuff? Why do we go out into the community and give up Saturdays, give up weeknights, give up whatever it might be? Why do we do this? Why do we go out and we care and we invest and we seek out? Why do this? Because the work needs to be done. And if we don't do it, then it's left undone. And then as children of God, that should not sit well with us. That should pull at us a little bit because it's the work that he's laid out for the church to do. But the good news is, is that outreach connects us to God. And the reason it does is because God reached out first. Outreach connects us to God because God reached out first. From the very beginning, he reached out first. From the very beginning, he wanted to be in relationship with us, with his creation. And then when things got in the way, what he did is he sent his son Jesus to put sin to death on the cross once and for all, buried in the tomb for all time so that there was nothing keeping us away from being in community with God. Outreach is in the nature of God. First John chapter four is where we're gonna be looking at today, starting in verse seven. It says this, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God reached out first. And when I say first, I mean first. In the most meaning way of first that I could possibly mean it, God reached out first. He didn't wait for us to get our lives in order, 
to check off different boxes, to make sure that we had things in order and that we were perfect and then he gave us his love. No, God reached out to us first. Romans 5.8 said, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. My heart aches for people that feel like they have to, to get everything right with God before they come to him. I'm torn apart for people that feel like they gotta check off all these different boxes before they take the step of baptism, before they celebrate that beautiful gift, that wonderful invitation. I hurt for people that feel like they, they need to just make things right before they even step inside a church building, thinking that it can't be for them. But God reached out first, so let us have that same mindset not wait for people to get their lives in order before we care for them, before we share God's love with them in these tangible ways. But you see, it was freely given to us so we can freely give it as well. And when it comes to God's love that we reach out with, this passage points out that God's love is visible, that it's present, it's active, it's costly, it's life-giving, it's selfless, and it is sufficient. This love and this care that we have for people is, is vast and endless. This love that we get to share and reach out with. Outreach connects us to God, but it also connects us to people because God reaches people through us. I've noticed that I've been guilty when I'm praying for people. I, I pray that God can show his love to whoever it might be that I'm praying for. Whether it's a family member or a friend, like God, make your love known to this person. God, please show your love to this person. And as I'm preparing this message, it just dawns on me like, Luke, you dummy. Like, God's gonna reach people through me. God's gonna reach people through you. God reaches people through us. We were plan A to go out and care for people. He left the church to do the work that he's laid out for us. To continue on in verse 11, it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, so we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So what should we do now that God loves us? We ought to love one another. And then I am just awestruck by the, by the phrase, his love is made complete in us made complete. The love that is not expressed is not complete. Love that is not expressed is not made perfect, which goes against the idea of, of what I like to call the doomsday prepper believer. Like people that, you know, really like hoard supplies and are just waiting for something to happen. They look at it, they're like, yeah, hey, this is my grace. This is my love that God gave me. These are my rations. Go get your own. These are for me. In case something happens, I know that I'm good. I'm not going to share it with you because I just want to make sure that I'm set ready to go, that me and God are good to go. But God's love is made complete when we share it with others. God's love is made perfect when we share it with others. So we are able to share the gift of God's love gratefully, with thanksgiving. Did anyone else, when you were growing up, or maybe you still do it now, and good on you if you do, do you write thank you notes to people that send you a gift? Something, it's something I was supposed to do as a kid, I rarely did it, and then it's something that my wife's family does, and I've gotten in trouble for not doing it a couple times. But as a kid, it's hard to write the thank you note to your great aunt who sent you the socks for Christmas. 
You know, you're like, I don't know quite how to write this. It's like, yeah, they fit. Thank you so much. And eventually they will get smelly. But it was easy to write the thank you note for the gift that you were really excited about. The gift that you knew that you and your friends were going to have a good time playing with. The gift that from the moment you woke up to the moment you went to bed, you wanted to just sit and enjoy it. The gift that you wanted to just invite people in and enjoy it with you and tell everyone that you got it. It doesn't matter who you saw. It doesn't matter where you were. You wanted to share this gift gratefully. And thankfully, we share and rejoice, not in a stingy way, but just filled to the brim with our gratefulness for the gift of God's love. So we can share it gratefully. We can also share it intentionally. And this goes back to having a plan. If we run the risk, when we run the risk of uh, sort of trying to be spontaneous when it comes to caring for people and sharing God's love in that way, we can often just wait for the perfect moment. But if we wait for the, the perfect moment or the right moment, we run the risk of the moment passing us by. So instead, when outreach and for caring for people becomes part of our culture, becomes, becomes a part of who we are, then it's second nature. Then it's already happening. Then when the moment arises, it's, it's a reflex. It's just something that automatically happens. Have a plan set in place that it's become strictly who we are. We can share the gift of God's love freely. There's no strings attached. There's no cost. There's no transaction involved. It was freely given to us, so we can freely give it back. We're just the route that it takes through, other pe- through to other people. And finally, we can share it tangibly. It said in the passage that no one has seen God, but people see God through us. People see God through our actions, through the words that we share, through our encouragement. Remembering that we are the physical representation of God's love here on earth. So as we're going about our day and we're caring for people, we can ask ourselves, is this what God would do, is this how God would care? If you wanna know how to share the gift of God's love and how we should go about it, it is gratefully, it is intentionally, it is freely, it is tangibly. And for those note takers in the room, G-I-F-T, look at that. We were super proud in our preacher's team meeting when we came up with that one right there. We can share the gift of God's love. And as we're sharing it and we're connecting to people, that love flowing through us, We're connecting to the mission of God as well because God wants to reach everyone. God wants to reach everyone. There is no one that God does not want to reach. Let's sit in that fact for a moment. There is no one that God does not want to reach. God wants to reach your family members. He wants to reach your friends. He wants to reach your coworkers. He wants to reach your classmates and your teammates. God wants to reach everyone God also wants to reach you. We can get stuck in the rhythm of maybe just coming here because it's just what you do on a Sunday. And everything's just kind of flowing through or flowing over and you're just hearing like, yeah, but this isn't for me. I'm too long gone. God's love isn't for me. God doesn't want to be in relationship with me. God doesn't want to reach me. And nothing could be further from the truth because God wants to reach everyone. That is his mission. To continue on in verse 13, this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. 
Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. When it comes to stepping into this wonderful task, this blessing of, of getting to do outreach, getting to care for one another, we can first ask ourselves two questions. Do you know the love God has for you? Do you know the love God has for you? And here's what I mean. He, he's given you his spirit. He wants to reach you. And this spirit is a spirit of power, of love, of kindness, of goodness. This spirit is not defined by the strongholds that keep us down. The spirit is not defined by the burdens that we choose to shoulder and think that define us. No, this spirit is freeing. This spirit allows us to identify ourselves as children of God, as adopted children to the family of God, that we inherit the kingdom that the Lord Most High is with us. That is his spirit that he gives us. That is the love that he has for us. And we could acknowledge that because we're faced with all these problems that are around us and we want to care for people. But my care is gonna run out. Just Luke's love is gonna run out. So instead, Knowing the love that God has for me, that's not gonna run out. Not only know it, but also rely on it. Do you rely on the love of God? Because there is work to be done. There's great work that he has set before us here in Franklin, across all of our outposts, in the world, in the region, everything. He has laid out work for us to do and our reach is gonna fall short. But when we know and we rely on the love of the Father, we become vessels of his love, caring for people in bigger ways than we could ever anticipate or that we could ever do on our own. This is something that we don't need to go out alone. We have the spirit with us and we have one another as well. God wants to reach out to all of us. He wants to reach each and every single one of us. And he did that he made it possible by sending his son to die on the cross for us. And we celebrate that every time that we meet together through the celebration of communion, signifying that because of Christ, we now have a great, immense ability to care for people in greater ways than we could ever anticipate on our own. It says that on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and after he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is for you. He wants to reach out to you. He wants to reach out to everyone, connect with everyone. He wants to reach the most people for his kingdom and for his mission. This is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, he said. In the same way, he took the cup said, this is a covenant, new covenant in my blood. A promise, a promise that he's caring, a promise to be with us as we care for others. Because it can be terrifying, it can be daunting, it can feel overwhelming, but it's a promise that he's with us. He says, do this in remembrance of me to the king.
We're blessed that we're called to care for people. And if today you need prayer because you know that God has put someone in your life to care for, or he's putting a task in front of you to care for others, and, and it's terrifying and you're worried about it and you would like prayer of encouragement because that's something that we get to do. We get to encourage one another as we care for the world around us. I'd love to pray with you for that. I'll be down here. I'd love to pray with you in that moment. But also if you right now are in need of care and encouragement, that's okay. That's something that we get to do as, as a family of God is lift one another up encourage one another and care in great ways. And also if you're hearing that God is reaching out to you and that he's reaching out first, you know there's nothing that you gotta do that's keeping you from coming into that family and being baptized into the family of God today. Love to celebrate that with you. Weather's warming up, we're gonna find us some water. I got leads on a bunch of places that we could go. Love to celebrate that gift of baptism with you as well. Would you stand with me as we close in prayer together? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for Franklin. Thank you so much for the task that you have laid out before us. Thank you for this family that you are growing, this family that that you have placed here to go out and do the good work that you have set before us. Go out and do the good work of sharing good news, of caring in these tangible ways, affecting people's lives in greater ways than we can do by ourselves, but instead in just amazing ways that your spirit is leading us to. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. Thank you, Lord, that we get to care because you care so much about us be rooted in that love as we go from this place. In your name we pray. strong. 
Church, have a great week. We'll see you next time.